The following podcast is mostly a work of fiction. Names of people, businesses, characters, places, and incidents appearing or mentioned in this work are either by products of the author's imagination or are used fictitiously for entertainment purposes only. Any resemblances to actual events, names, locales, or real persons living dead or fictitious is entirely coincidental. The llamas, however, are real. I will try and interrupt you to make it difficult to edit because I find that amusing. Now, you see how I timed that? It just, she was taking a drink. You know, I do have controls and I can put you on mute. Can we find our way out of this uh, maze of rabbit trails? Embrace the rabbit trail. So, I'm sorry my that my interview has put your butt to sleep. <laughs> You're listening to the Lasers, Dragons, and Keyboards podcast, featuring interviews with your favorite speculative fiction authors. We'll be discussing their books, their fandoms, and their writing processes. So sit back and enjoy another exciting episode with your hosts, Aaron, Josh, and Liberty. Welcome back to Lasers, Dragons, and Keyboards. I'm Liberty Spidel, one of your hosts, and this is episode 54 of our show. Today we have with us Deanna Fugit, uh, not to be confused with Deanna Troy, of course. Um, and this is an episode where I had to step away for the night of recording. Uh, I had just moved, and things were a little bit crazy, and I didn't have a great internet connection yet. So I asked the guys to stand in and take over duties, and I think it kind of turned out hilariously. I may have to let them do this again. Hmm, maybe I need a vacation. What do you think? Anyway, back to our guest. We have Deanna Fugit, and she is the author of a book that I am totally unprepared to even talk about because I was not there, but it sounds like a lot of fun. It's uh, dystopian. I think you'll enjoy it. Um, The guys keep us in stitches as per usual. I don't think that they are capable of anything less. And there's just a lot of geekery and side trails and bunny trails and everything else in between. So I really hope you will enjoy this episode. Uh, coming up, Lasers, Dragons, and Keyboards. We are currently planning the first half of our year. So, if you have an author that you would love to have on our show, send us a message. We're also going to be having some uh, return guests for the first time. Uh, so, stay tuned for that. Um, anyway, I think that's about all we've got going on. Uh, if you haven't checked us out in a while, do check us out. We do have a new website. Uh, it's hosted, uh, self-hosted now. And you can listen to the show on the site which is pretty awesome. And thank you, thank you, thank you to Aaron for getting that set up. He is just totally amazing. Go send him kudos on Facebook or whatever and make sure that you know that you appreciate it because it has been something that people have been asking about that we are able to, people are able to listen from the website. So lasersdragonsandkeyboards.com is our new site. You can still reach us at lasersdragonsandkeyboards at wordpress or dot wordpress.com. But all of our new material won't necessarily be there. And you can't listen to this show. So what's the point to go on the WordPress site? Anyway, go check it out. See how you like it. Let us know if you think we can make any improvements anywhere. Because right now we're still kind of using the same template and whatnot. And it, it's still kind of clunky. But um, we're trying to, you know, figure out ways to make this whole experience better for you guys. Um, and so being able to put the show right in, in the page, that's one thing we know our listeners have been wanting 
So that's awesome. So now if you have a favorite episode, you can just send your friends to the website. No trying to figure out, oh, are you on iPhone? Are you on Android? Which app do I use? Whatever. Just send them straight to the site. They can listen right right in their browser. Anyway, so that's, I think, the highlights right now. Maybe I'll have something more in uh, episode 55. Uh, but in the meantime, go enjoy Deanna. Lasers, Dragons, and Keyboards podcast. I'm Joshua Hart. I've lost my marbles. <sighs> On tonight's show, we have Deanna Fugit. Welcome, Deanna. Hi. Not to be confused with Deanna Troy. No. Exactly. So, Deanna's heart belongs to writing, author of edgy young adult dystopian fiction with an underlying message of hope. This stay-at-home mom of four focuses on writing as much as humanly possible. She was published at the young age of six in a local newspaper and is excited to be published again. It only took 26 years. She enjoys the thrill of writing fiction that deals with intense topics and prays it will impact people for the better. Thanks again for joining us. Thank you. So, appreciate it. <laughs> Sorry, just we, a little uh, nervous. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, we all are, but that's mainly because Aaron's here. Well, you know. <laughs> um, so we we start with a few rapid fire questions. Um, what is your name? What is your quest? And what is your favorite color? Okay. Well, my name is Deanna Fugit, and my quest, I guess, is to reach the world with truth and love. And my favorite color is purple. Congratulations. You didn't get flung off the bridge. Oh, good. <laughs> I didn't right. know there was a bridge. <laughs> oh, it's a Monty Python reference, but... Oh, yep. Okay. I used to watch that in high school, but I haven't seen it in a while. All right. Can you tell us about Ending Fear? Um, Ending Fear is set in a futuristic dystopian society, and it's about a 14-year-old girl named Fear. And <laughs> everyone was like, that's a weird name, but all my characters have weird names. So I've heard worse. Yeah. Yeah. Same. <laughs> I guess I was tired of all the unpronounceable names and I wanted to give them names that actually <laughs> were easy to pronounce. There you go. <laughs> um, she, she learned she was a parachute baby and um, that's something that's explained in the book. And then she goes on lots of journeys and adventures. And yeah, that's not very good synopsis there, but <laughs> that's all I got right now. Yeah. It was still working on the synopsis part so far then or? No, I'm just not very good at telling them, if oh, that okay. makes sense. You, you don't have that open in front of you? I do not. Because that's what I have. I it, it took me literally months to come up with a synopsis for my book. And like, you know what? I I, I still don't have it memorized. It's just, I'm just going to have this in front of me and just read it to people. Because, yeah, those things are hard. Yeah, they it's are. 100,000 words, not a problem. 
<laughs> Fifty word synopsis. Uh... Yeah, yeah. I'm still. I've been working on mine for two years, and I'm still trying to figure out what the synopsis for it is. <laughs> I have a long synopsis, but not a short one. <laughs> there you go. So, what made you write uh, this book? Um. Well. When, when I was in sixth grade, I had a teacher named Mrs. Olson, and she knew that our class, we had a very, very small class. I was in a small Christian school, and there were a lot of us that enjoyed writing and were pretty good at it, and she um, made us promise that someday we would write a book. And I, I took that promise to heart, and I, I decided that that was definitely something I was going to do someday. And um, that's, I guess, three, it was three and a half years ago or something. No, my timing's off on that. But about three years ago, I started on this journey and it happened and it's exciting. <laughs> and I really enjoy this book. And also, I guess I, I wanted, I've always wanted to be a writer. I mean, obviously, when I was six, I, I was published, which is kind of crazy, but that was, just a one-time thing. And then I, I wrote my whole childhood, but I never knew what it took to actually write a full book. And then I, I just did it one day. I sat down and wrote for two months straight and ending fear is what happened. I am <laughs> so jealous of these people that can crank out a book in two months. Oh, well, that was just the first draft. <laughs> yeah, 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 I know. My first draft take, you know, a year or longer. Okay, okay. Mine too. <laughs> okay. I think the first draft of my first book took mm, three, four years. That's okay. Now, since then, I've managed to crank one out during Nano, but you know, that you know, so, those play a little bit of a mess. But yeah, they always are. You know, I, I am going to back up for just a minute here and ask to the uh, completely wrong question that nobody wants to hear. Did I hear you right and say your teacher's name was Mrs. Olson? Mrs. Olson, yes. As in the cranky lady from Little House on the Prairie? <laughs> oh, okay. um, it wasn't her, but yes, same name. <laughs> that is hilarious. I, <laughs> I would be sent to the principal's office every day if that was my teacher. Aw. <laughs> no, she I was a good Showing qu quotes from the show out at her. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> no, that Nellie was the mean one. Not her, well, I guess her mom was mean too. Her yeah, mom and her were both mean, and we all felt so sorry for poor Nels. But anyway, we're getting uh, way off track. Hey, wait a minute, Liberty's not here. We can get off track tonight. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Favorite little house episode. Ever. No. <laughs> <laughs> all right, back on track. Sigh. <laughs> what was the best part of writing this book for you? Oh gosh. Um I think it I think it was the freedom to express myself. I know that sounds kind of lame, but um I guess we had had a rocky first decade of our marriage and we were in a healing phase of um of working through um getting back to where our marriage should be and um getting back 
uh, to a healthy um, state of mind, I guess. And I kind of just sort of went all over the page and just like, it was cathartic and it, and it really, really helped me come into myself as a person. I got married very young. And so it was, it's really nice to finally have something that was my own, something that wasn't just mommy or wife. It was something new and different and, mm-hmm. and it was exciting. It was exciting. So, I don't know if that answers your question. Yeah, it does. Okay. It's kind of interesting to hear different people's answers. They call all across the board on what their favorite part of writing the book was. It, yeah. It's true. Mine was just figuring out that I that I really am a writer and that I and that I do have what it takes, I guess. Um, and that, that was an empowering boy. thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. First, Little House, now Pinocchio. You never know what kind of references you'll hear on this show. Ah. Yes. And there was a and again, Liber- uh, Liberty's not here to rein us in, so mwahaha. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, by the way, I forgot to do that earlier. Um, Liberty isn't joining us tonight due to spontaneous uh, combustion. Um, All gone. Yes. We'll have a memorial ash ash urn posted up on the show notes later. Yes, yes, we will. (laughs) Hey, Liberty. (laughs) He's going to be reading this later going, go. Can't we have to alone? <laughs> we 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 do need to put like an urn. <laughs> I am so gonna do it. Let me make a do note it. about that. <laughs> so, that Deanna, do you have a favorite character? And if so, who? In my book. In your book. Oh, okay. Sorry, just making sure. <laughs> um, I think my favorite character. Is probably my main character. I think that's probably most people's favorite character. Their MCs, just because that's the one you're most invested in. You're, you know, I'm writing in first person present tense, so I'm literally inside her brain the whole time, the entire book. And um, obviously, you're not going to write about a character you hate. So yes, Fear is my favorite character, and I enjoy her. And she. She goes through some really cool transformation in the book, and she's she's real. She's very complicated, like women are, <laughs> or complicated. Cool. People. Yep. Did you say first person she, present? Yeah, first person present tense. That is a really difficult one for me, at least, to read and write. How'd that work yeah. for you? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm writing YA, so the trend is to do first-person present tense in YA. Not that all YA. Oh, how did that get started that. as a trend? Ugh. I I don't know, but I heard when I was first starting um, looking into all this that that's what I was supposed to do. So that's what I did, and everyone told me it was going to be extremely hard, and I didn't believe them. <laughs> well, no, did you it find is, it difficult or did you did you adapt to it pretty easy or um it took a lot i did a lot of reading i read a lot of blogs and um tried to figure out the way the right way to do it um i think my first few drafts were easy because i wasn't necessarily doing it correctly but now that i know what it takes and i'm actually doing it right now i'm going 
oh man, this is hard. And if I had only known and actually understood what it entailed, I may not have gone this route. But I'm kind of stuck okay. in it now, so I'm going to stick with it for the trilogy or the series. And um, awesome. Maybe my yeah, maybe my next series will be third person. <laughs> we'll see. A little bit simpler. Yeah. But props to you for uh, going uh, going for something that uh, is so difficult. Yeah, it's been fun. <laughs> you still there? We're still here. Oh, okay. I, I am. I'm up to mischief at the moment. Give me just a second. Oh, dear. <laughs> oh, dear. Welcome to the podcast, Deanna. <laughs> <laughs> Where everything... Are we starting uh, over? No. No, no. Okay. He's filling the time while I'm being mischievous. Yes. Okay. Where everything uh, will either go wrong or go sideways. <laughs> but it'll be okay. fun either way. Yep. Sounds good. All right, since we're taking a small break now, go check the LDK page quick. Oh, I need to edit that. Oh, it doesn't give me an edit option. Oh, dear. Darn typo. Seriously, it won't let me edit page posts? Oh, there it comes. All right. All right. I'm trying to edit this. How do you spell combust, anybody? I thought I, I did this. want combusted. Yeah. How do you spell that? C O M B U S T E D. Now, see, that's what I put. Spell check doesn't like it. Maybe it's just being stupid. Isn't there a U in there, or am I wrong? C O M B U S T E D. Oh, I thought you said O. Sorry. It's all right. Did that lose the picture then? Crazy thing. <laughs> well, I can ask the next question and then Aaron will take <laughs> the next one. Um, so what's something that the readers of Ending Fear would be surprised to know about you or about the book itself? Hmm. Okay. Well, the, I don't know if they'd be surprised. Um, ending Fear. Well, Fear sounds like me, but she's not me. I don't know. Some people have thought, oh, are you writing about yourself? No, I'm not. That's, I just happen to put my own voice in my writing, which is what most, most authors do. Um, but no, she's not me. And okay. Yeah, that's not really surprising, though. <laughs> oh, something surprising about me would be that I'm married to a guy that has a pink mohawk, which is kind of crazy. <laughs> that That is, uh, we haven't heard that answer before. <laughs> nope, that's a new one. <laughs> Yeah, we're a little weird over here. Have you heard the show before? (laughs) (laughs) I have listened to a few, yes. 
I know most writers have their weirdness. In one way or another. Definitely a tree. Yep. All right. Am I taking question seven now then? Or? Uh, yes, you are. Okay. We're going, we've gone off the rails already. <laughs> All right. Did you feel this book had to be written in this particular setting? And if so, why? Um, well, it's written in a dystopian setting, I guess you could call it futuristic. Um, I could have probably still written it in the now just because we're kind of living in a dystopian society. Um, but it's more fun to create your own. <laughs> it so, is. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't, I just wanted to use my imagination and, and create my own. Um, it's not my own world because earth in the future. So, you know, it's still earth. It's not like I'm creating a new planet, but I still got to um, envision what I thought our world might look like um, years down the road. So, yeah. So how would a uh, setting change have changed the book? Like, for example, if it was on the uh, happy hippie planet mm -hmm. and everything's happy all the time, how would that have changed things? Okay. <laughs> hmm. It's on a happy planet because usually dystopians are sad books. <laughs> but I guess um, that... The if it if I could have written it now, like in the now, um, it probably would have been focused on okay, this is where the 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 deep topics come in that I write about it. I would have focused on abortion and sex tra trafficking because that's kind of where I'm going with my book. Hmm. Um, but I change it up in the future. It's not exactly I don't use those words. So and this is not Oprah's feel good book of the year book, huh? No, no, it's not. <laughs> this is more of a make you think it, kind of book, huh? It, yeah, yeah, it is definitely. Um, I like to, you know, make you think, but add fun stuff in there too, and a little bit of humor. I don't. It's funny because I really love humor, and I didn't put a lot in the first couple drafts, and then I realized I've got to put my humor in because that's what's going to make it really work. So I did. There needs to be that. Uh, there needs to be that. Yeah. That balance between the tense and the, the dark mm -hmm. and the, um, where did this giggle come from? <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. So going, uh, Going along with that, and I'm jumping to question nine, then you can do question eight, Aaron. Okay. Uh, That's not confusing at all. Nope, not at all. So uh, going along with that, what's an interesting thing you had to Google or research in the course of writing Ending Fear? Okay, that one. Well, like like they say, uh, if the police ever checked a writer's Google search, you know, we might all get thrown in jail. But... <laughs> Um, at the very least, heavily questioned. Yes, yes. Um, I guess I had to research um, some, like, I don't know exactly the question that I used, but it was, I was trying to find horrific traditions and practices in cultures around the world <laughs> and then sort of change those or intensify them or twist them. <laughs> and so I had to, I had to 
look up some pretty <laughs> awful stuff. Wow. Goes to Google yeah. types in horrific traditions around the world. All right, now how can I make this worse? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Now I I'm Police not are that going through go through the hard drive. And this lady makes Ted Bundy look like a teddy bear. Oh. <laughs> oh no. No, no, it wasn't quite that bad. Actually that most bad. of the okay. Most of the crazy stuff came from my husband's brain, and I oh, had no. to pick his brain. <laughs> yeah, and he came up with some pretty horrific stuff, and then I um, I used that, and I thought for sure my publisher was going to say, no, 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 you're taking it too far, and she loved it. <laughs> so. Okay, then. <laughs> well, all right. <laughs> yep. But it's it's just showcasing what sin in in men's hearts can lead to, and how bad can we get? You know, if we if we don't have any morals, you know, mm-hmm. what would that look True. like? Yeah. So there's that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The profound statement there. <laughs> Sorry, I just got deep. <laughs> right, can go back to the funny stuff. That's all right. Moving <laughs> on to something that's hopefully a little happier. What's your favorite okay. scene in the book? Um, please be a happy favorite. one. Please be a happy one. It is a happy. Well, it's kind of a happy one. Kind of. Oh. Well, it's where it's near the middle, and I, it's where. The, the main character and her love interest have to split up. So I guess it's not really happy, but it's my favorite scene because it shows her being really passionate and um, begging him not to leave because, and because he's the responsible type, he does anyways, he leaves and it breaks her heart. That isn't happy at all, but I really, really like that scene because <laughs> it, I don't like to, um, I'm a happy person in real life, I promise. I just like to write sad things. And eventually the story gets happy. Oh, that's good. Too many spoilers, but I like to I like to know that much at least. Yeah. Sometimes you'll get one of these books that are all well, things are going bad and it has a good ending and it's like, Oh, phew, good. And then every once in a while I read a book, the things get more depressing, more depressing. You're like, it's got to get better soon, right? Wrong. <laughs> yeah. It's like, ah. Uh-huh. That's my book. Unrelenting <laughs> darkness. <laughs> That's my book, though. You're going to hate my book if you don't like those. No, it's but it gets it's better. A, it's, it's, a, it's a series, so you have to end on sort of a bad cliffhanger or people will, won't want to read the next one. Exactly. Okay, so the series as a whole has a happy ending, you're saying, but not necessarily, yes. maybe, maybe not the first book. Yes. See, see now, yes. now I really want to read it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did before, but... <laughs> cool. <laughs> so, um, back to the Monty Python reference, uh, and now for something completely different. <laughs> okay. Um, who... Is your favorite superhero? Ah, well, when I was growing up, I would have said Batman or Superman, but now it's definitely the Green Arrow. Congratulations, you're the first person that said that, and that's a good answer. Mm -hmm. Okay, 
And it's not just because he's cute, okay? <laughs> I, I, that was my question. Was going to be what made you answer that? And we're like, well, I think we know the question now. <laughs> yes, I know. When the we get a bad story, rap, who cares about all that? Stephen Arnett's in there. Woo! <laughs> uh, I think it's Stephen. Is that how you say his last name? I or don't know. Amnow. Never cite me as an authoritative source for pronunciations. Okay. <laughs> I think We're laughing, Josh. Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> no, I really like the storyline. It's a good story of redemption, and I enjoy it. It is. That's a good show. Yeah. It is. And kind of along the same line, in all of Specfic, who is your captain? Okay, um, I think see, this is a hard one for me because I'm equally in love with Captain Jack and Captain Hook. <laughs> well, so, in love with or would you follow them on their ship? Uh, in, oh, either or. <laughs> <laughs> I'd follow them or marry them if, you know, if I didn't have a husband already. But <laughs> <laughs> No, Captain Jack from, you know, Pirates and then Captain Hook from Once Upon a Time. They're my favorite captains, for sure. <laughs> okay. They're just fun. They're just fun. Yeah. Captain Jack is crazy, and Captain Hook has a really cool accent. No, no, no. Captain Jack is not crazy. He's Never. not. How, well, how he's does super that, intelligent. How does that meme go? If you're crazy, you don't know you're crazy. I know I'm crazy. Therefore, I'm not crazy. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> Yes. I think I think that's how that quote goes, right? Yeah. He, he is such a brilliant character. <laughs> it is, really. Yeah. Yeah, he is. Um, and, and Story Josh wants to go uh, to a fact that not a lot of people might know, that he actually um, was a good guy, but he got accused of piracy. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. anyways... <laughs> <laughs> Tune in next week to find out what I mean. <laughs> uh, so, uh, what character from all of Specfic would you most like to go on a quest with? Okay, this is probably going to surprise you because this person is not, like, they're not a protector or strong or anything like that. But I said Lucy from Narnia because I just love her childlike faith and her strength and her innocence. and. Mm-hmm. I, I know she couldn't protect me from anything, but she'd be great company. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Faith and hope are more powerful than steel. So there you go. Yep. All right. And a related question. What is, or do you have a favorite quote from speculative fiction? That actually goes along with my la- with the last question, because this one's from, the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, and it's Mr. Beaver, and he says, the part when he says, wrong will be right when Aslan comes in sight. At the sound of his roar, sorrows will be no more. When he bears his teeth, winter meets its death. When he shakes his mane, we shall have spring again. I like that one. It's a good quote. It is. Yeah. Every time I hear it or read it, uh, it, it like makes me shiver. Yeah. I just love Aslan and all Narnia. Just my whole childhood, I loved it. I actually was in the play when I was little. <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah. Neat. 
I was never in a play. I just read it 50 million times, so. Yeah. Me too. Well, and I was in the play. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Rub it in. (laughs) I was a rabbit. Okay, I was a rabbit who died, so I wasn't any big character. It was minor. The red shirt of Narnia. That's a role that I'd get, probably. (laughs) (laughs) You can't always be the Jedi. Hey, I'm in Narnia. What do I do? You get to lay there and act dead. What? (laughs) (laughs) But but I want to go on an adventure. You lay there and act dead. Stop talking. That is your adventure. Yeah. So, little change of pace. <laughs> uh, which Muppet is most like you? Oh, I think Grover from Sesame Street. And yeah. and the Sesame Street characters are Muppets, so don't tell me they're not, because they yeah. really are. <laughs> I agree. They okay, good, good. I was hoping you weren't going to like stick me with like Miss Piggy or something, like I had to have one of those. Um, uh-uh. My favorite Grover <laughs> story is the monster at the end of this book. Yes, yes, that was my favorite childhood book. I love that book so much, and my mm-hmm. kids that read it. That is so great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we read it a lot. And Grover's just—he's sweet and adorable and slightly annoying, just like me. Anyone? Even when he's super well. Grover. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah. You know, actually, if I was going to be a superhero, I would probably be Super Grover. Mm-hmm. And if you've ever watched watch me try to walk, you'd know why. Oh. <laughs> Do you walk like him? Oh, I'm constantly tripping over stuff, running into things, whatnot, you know? Yeah. Oh, got it. You, yeah. better be plain, you better be either painted blue or have uh, a suit next year at Realm Makers. Oh, that, that would totally be fun. <laughs> <laughs> we laughing and coughing here. <laughs> Have fun editing that, Liberty. That would be so great. Get, get a crappy tin night and helmet, a Superman, a kid Superman cape, and fake Fargo with Super Grover and just run into stuff and... Do it. Dive over people's tables, scattering dishes everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Destroy the entire Oh, my. Epic. They'd have to kick you out. <laughs> I think we broke Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. It'd be Don't the die. best way to get kicked out of someplace ever, though. It would. <laughs> it would. I can't breathe now. <laughs> all right oh my question now (laughs) i'm gonna be giggling about that for a while anyway are there any authors that you'd recommend for people to read that are your favorites or maybe hated, but then their message stuck with you or whatnot? I would recommend Liberty, Aaron, and Josh. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> Yay! Well, so th- th- this must be the future when my book's published. Yes, exactly. 
Oh, God. Well, okay, so some others that I could recommend to you are, um, and now I'm going to totally plug my publishing house, but Amy Brock McNew and Michelle Israel Harper. And my bestie, Lucette Nell, has a book coming out. And my favorite author, okay, you guys are going to kill me for this because it's not a speculative author, but I read all over the board. I don't just read spec. Um, my very That's favorite right. author is Lynn Austin. And she writes historical. So there we go. That help? Yep. <laughs> Answer your question. Sure. And what does Lynn Austin write? Oh, um, well, take a guess. It's it's just, well, it's like historical romance. I'm sure you guys haven't read it, yep, but I was right. Yep. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> But a lot of it's not even just romance. It's not your typical romance novels. It's, she goes deeper with tough topics. Um, the very Ooh. first series that I was exposed to um, with her was the one on the, um, uh, the Civil War. Yeah, Sorry, my brain's facing which war it was. Um, with, yeah, with talking, one of her books was about a northerner, and one was a southerner, and one was from the POV of a slave. So she had three books mm. about the civil war and all three different POVs. So you could kind of see, um, that's kind of neat. You know, the perspective. Yeah. Cause I grew up in the North. So I always thought, Ooh, the South is bad. You know, we were <laughs> Yankees and the Southerners and I didn't understand all that. I didn't get it. So reading her series really opened my eyes to seeing what their culture was and why they would even remotely think slavery was okay, which it's not, but just to sort of go into the mind of what, what went through their head, you know, to sort of, um, to sort of not understand it, but I don't know. I just wanted to see what it was. And, and she did a really good job of, um, awesome. of giving the negatives and the positives. Yeah, completely off topic here, but another good book for getting a uh, balanced viewpoint about the Civil War is Across Five Aprils. Mm -hmm. I haven't heard of that one, actually. Uh, Across Five Aprils? Yeah, I forget who it's by. I had to read that in junior high. Okay. It's a really good book. I'm writing it down. <laughs> you know who it's by? Or? I do not know who it's by. Um, It'll be in the show notes here eventually. Okay. When we put it in the show notes, we'll add the author name. I'll look it up later. Yay. So, um. I think it's mine. It is yours. You're skipping my question. Yep. But anyway. So, what's up next for you? Like, when can uh, your readers and our listeners expect to see uh, 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 <laughs> Yes, Ending Fear. Um, My train of thought well, got derailed, sorry. <laughs> um, I'm in the final, well, not the, almost the final, final edit of the book. So I'm hoping to get them turned in this Friday. That's the goal. And then we can proceed from there and get this book out to the world pretty soon here. I can't give you an exact date. <laughs> Stay but, tuned to the Lasers, Dragons, Keyboards Facebook page. We'll let you know. If we don't forget, Yay. yes. If we yes. Don't forget, check Deanna's page. She probably won't forget. 
no, no, I'll let y'all know <laughs> on social media. Trust me, I won't be, I won't be hiding the release date. I'll let you all know. We'll Yay. probably all retweet slash share when it comes out too. That would be awesome. Unless we're all hopped up on cold meds and don't yeah. know which yeah. way's up. That never. Which, if this bug sticks around anymore, is a distinct possibility. Oh. <laughs> For those of you wondering, no, Liberty's not still sick. No. Liberty might even edit this whole conversation out. Who knows? She might. Um, I think this brings us to the end of part one, right? Yes, it brings us to the end of part one. So, are we supposed to do uh, some sort of outro thing for part one here? Or are we going to let Liberty worry about that later? Or? Uh, she does, uh, she, we never have before. I think she just takes care of that. Okay. This has been another episode of Lasers, Dragons, and Keyboards. Have a question or comment? Email us at lasersdragonskeyboards at gmail.com or send us a tweet at ldkpodcast. Our music is Flight of the Beast, Loop 1 by Jonathan Gear. Lasers, Dragons, and Keyboards is copyrighted under Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives License. This means if you're not for profit and you want to quote us, please be sure that you cite us. If you are for profit, please get our permission first. You can find us at lasersdragonsandkeyboards.wordpress.com for detailed show notes, as well as on facebook.com. Thanks for listening, and we hope to see you next time. May the odds be ever in your favor.